Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Scott Coolball is uh, I coached in with the Texas Rangers organization and is a third baseman. He played in the big leagues with the with the Rangers, the uh, San Diego Padres, and St. Louis Cardinals. And played college ball at Texas. Okay, well, that, well I'll go with that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, before Texas Rangers, it was Texas University. Okay, all right. All right. So uh, he's been a hitting coach with in the, in uh, big leagues with uh, two or three teams: Baltimore, White Sox, and uh, Tigers. And uh, got him on to see get to get some insight of what those major league coaches do. And Scott, uh, can you take it from there, buddy? Well, how are you guys doing today, Stan? And Lark, thanks for having me. You, oh, bet. you bet. We're having a good time. What we're looking for today is, is <clears throat> I have, I'm curious about what those position coaches do. You know, you've got a bench coach, you've got a, a pitching coach, you've got a first base coach, third base coach. I mean, I coached first base when I was in high school, but I didn't see that as a possible uh, career move. <laughs> but but I, I noticed there's some guys in the big leagues that are making a career out of coaching first base. There's got to be more to it than just telling runners to get back when the pitcher moves to first. Yeah, definitely. The, you know, it's like it's like being a player, and, and like anything else, you you have a routine, and and you know, most coaches they get into the to the office or the field, um, which we call our office, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is sometimes earlier than twelve, but usually around twelve or one o'clock every day. And you know, there's always something that you're, you know, your your side of it. Uh, you kind of do things. Uh, that you have set up and it's for as far as me as the hitting guy um there's a lot of times that uh, i'll look over video of uh, our hitters uh maybe some things that i've seen in you know the last couple series that uh, maybe they need to tweak some things and um i'll look over the pictures for that series um through video um i'll definitely game plan for the starting pitcher uh some of the, the relievers that we may see um, in that that night game, based on uh, who pitched the night before, uh, so I get really prepared, um, you know, before the day starts with everything, all the information that I need, so that when I go to the cage of the field, that I can really just get after work and um, just work with the players on an individual basis. But you know, after that, they, you know, the the club, clubhouses are set up so well now that uh, they have 
you know, the cafeteria and food and service and things like that. So you grab a little lunch. Uh, you got to take advantage of that. You know, as a coach, we got to fatten up a little <laughs> bit. So uh, we do that. And then um, <clears throat> the players will start filtering in um, around two o'clock. And a lot of them, you know, that's when our early work will start to come in play around three o'clock every day. Um, whether it's infielders are out there and outfielders are doing drills or, or, or taking batting practice, we have an, an hour time slot uh, that we usually use for those needs. And uh, it's an individual based uh, type thing. And, you know, they're out there periodically. Sometimes it's more than others. Um, but, you know, that timeline is for them. And, and during that time, there'll, there'll be guys coming down to the batting cage, uh, indoor cages. We, last year, with the Tigers, we had two cages. and uh, Guys will start doing their routines, their pregame routines, where they go out before batting practice, uh, things of that nature. That's a lot of the T work. Uh, we'll do flips. We'll do machines. We have machines set up in both cages. We can do breaking ball. We can do uh, fastball machine. Uh, we'll, and and it, it's 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 pretty time consuming because um you know you usually have around 12 guys on the roster and you know there's occasional time when you have a guy that's on the dl that's or the il i should say now um that are in the mend and they're maybe coming back so you have you know quite a few guys to take care of in a short period of time and then after that right before batting practice a lot of times some teams are a little different but before batting practice or after batting practice uh, what we do is an uh, advanced meeting with the hitters, and we'll go over and talk about the pitcher that night. We'll talk about the uh, pitch movements, the type of pitches he throws. Um, we'll talk about uh, how to attack him, what we need to do. And, of course, uh, that's not always executed, as you see on television. So uh, <laughs> the hitting coaches look like they never really say anything. But, you know, we do go through all that information, and um, – you know, get those guys to kind of talk and elaborate a little bit on right-hand hitters, left-hand hitters facing maybe a right-hand pitcher that night or a left-hand pitcher that night. And then, you know, get into, you have a little bit of about a 45-minute break. You, you grab something to eat before the game, and then the guys come back down to the cage, and we do a pregame routine, whether it's, you know, maybe some live arm where the coach throws uh, a little bit overhand in the cage. Some guys are just do a flip. Uh, some guys will do some machine um, and then just get prepped for the game. And then we have the game. So afterwards, <laughs> after the game, uh, we kind of, as a group, uh, as, as the coaching staff, you know, you usually grab a little bite or something and um, you kind of reflect on that night's game a little bit, you know, what, what could have done differently, maybe what, you know, what we saw, what was good about it and, and reflect and then go into the next game with a fresh mindset. Scott, and that's kind of what our day is. Okay, I got a, I got a uh, question for you. You uh, you come in early and you're looking at hitters and what you know where you're seeing where they might be uh, uh, strong in one area and, and not so strong in another area. Do y'all do y'all look at uh, video for the opposing hitters so the pitchers can get an idea of where their strengths and weaknesses are, or who does that if they do it? Yeah, the pitching coaches are will do that. Um, you know, we every every team has an analytic team that 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 puts together what we call heat maps, and heat maps are uh, show the cold and hot spots of where a hitter handles the ball 
on different pitches, whether it be the fastball, breaking ball, two different type of breaking balls. He may hit the curveball, but he doesn't hit the slider. Uh, that's the locations all, that's of those pitch count too, right? Yeah, it's all, everything you need. Any any count, uh, just overall. Uh, you know, a lot of times they'll look at certain counts, like early in the count, OO count, what he what he really hammers, and you know where he's looking. Stay away from those areas in the blue. Um, and so they have their their game plan, and that's what they do on the on the pitching side. They'll have their meetings just like uh, we do as as hitters. And um, you know, it's it's all works really quick, and you know, it's done before the series has ever started by the analytic team, and and um, we pretty much know what the pitch movements and. Uh, you know, their, their pitches that they really go to in, in certain counts and, and overall. And, you know, the, the thing about that is you can get as technical and you can have as much information as you want and you can be as smart as you want. But when you step in the box and it gets into the game and their motions and the crowd noise, like you have to have clarity and you have to trust in your abilities and what you do well. Um, some of these things that you do over time become instinctive and facing that pitcher multiple times. So obviously the guy that faced the pitcher 50 times definitely has the advantage over the guy that's faced him the first time. I got it. How much, uh, how much does the analytics come into play early when they, when they throw the heat map on you as, as so to speak? Well, I think the analytics is just a, and just kind of a generalized form. I mean, you know, as a, as a coach, your eyes, you can tell where most of these guys, where they have a weakness. This is just kind of reaffirming what your eyes are telling you right. and basically saying, okay, here it is. I'm just not telling you that this guy's not handling the pitch down and away, or he's hand, he's not hitting the breaking ball. This is also showing that he's not handling the breaking ball. And so you see it from the visual standpoint, as long as well as the verbal coming from the coach. So, you know, you hit them from both sides of it, and and um, you hope, you know, again, there's certain pitchers that have strengths, and they're going to stick to their strengths, whether you see certain heat maps or not. So, um, you know, there's a fine line of just, hey, just throw your breaking ball to this guy the whole time. Well, that may not be that pitcher's strength, and he can really – you know, command a fastball or get swing and miss at the top of the zone with a fastball. He may not throw that breaking ball as much, but somebody else that don't have doesn't have the type of stuff. He may say, "Hey, look, this is my this is my out." When when things get tough, and I know that I need ha- to have something in my arsenal, I can go to the breaking ball. During the game itself, as the hitting coach, what are your duties during the game itself? Well, in the game itself, is this more keeping guys confident? You know, you don't want to have a lot of noise going in the brain too much. You know, a lot of guys, are, you know, they'll want to go to mechanics. or And when you do that, you start getting to a point where you, you start going down a rabbit hole and, and you're thinking about where your hands are and your feet are and you're not really picking up the ball and competing. So, you know, a lot of it is just encouragement, get them the next time. Hey, you put a good swing on that ball. Hey, you hit that ball hard. Hey, you know, erase that at bat, you know, uh, get your get your game plan ready for the next at bat. You know, more of the encouragement in the competing part of the game is really what you're there for. 
obviously when there's pitching changes made or something that may have been changed uh in other words uh, you went into the the game thinking he's going to throw fastballs more than he's going to throw his breaking ball and all of a sudden he starts breaking out his breaking ball because he's got a feel for it that night well it may be one of those things where you walk down hey guys look recognize he's using that breaking ball quite a bit or or recognize you know what he's not able to land the breaking ball in the zone let's eliminate that pitch so more of game plan stuff than it is you know hey you know, you really uh, opened up on that pitch. Keep your shoulder closed or keep your, you know, there's, there's you don't want to put too much in their head from the actual competition. What we try to do is analyze that afterwards and then try to tweak that when there's no competition going on and they can really kind of focus, concentrate on that in their pregame and their BP and then trust try to trust that to go into the game for the next day so what i'm hearing is you're focusing more just you hit that ball really good stay with it uh, hard contact as opposed to let's get a hit i mean that's you're putting a that's unrealistic when you can't control it sure you know that's the one thing is you want you don't want to get them so deep into it where a negative end of it keeps creeping in their head because it's such a negative game, right? Three out of 10 times we're failing. I mean, seven out of 10 times we're failing. So, you know, it's easy to go down that road to find something wrong all the time. Right. And, you know, I think that these guys have to understand the fact that, you know, the matter is, it's like, if I stick with it, stay in the moment, trust my abilities, trust that I can, I can go out there and, and compete against that guy on the mound Usually they they come out ahead. It, when they don't come out ahead is when they start second guessing. They're they're unsure of themselves. They don't know what they're doing in the box. They're not seeing the ball well. Like all these thoughts keep creeping in their head. And next thing you know, you know the failure starts to set in, and the failure starts to creep in, and then the doubt, and you know, and that's when you're in a bad place as a hitter. Is is uh, you know, that's where slumps come in into play and, and getting them out of those slumps is very difficult. When they're not in a slump, they have complete clarity when they get in the box. It's see ball, hit ball, and they trust themselves. They don't worry about if an umpire calls a strike on them. They don't worry about if they swung and missed at a bad pitch. They don't worry about if they swung and fouled off the pitch. They know that they're going to have something positive come out uh, in that next at bat. One other question I have concerning the coaches that are, you know, in a major league game, there's a bench coach. What is his duties other than just be the extra set of eyes and ears for the manager? Well, in today's game, you know, we have replay and so much stuff going on. So usually the bench coach takes care of like replay uh, situations um, to relay that message to the uh, manager, whether we should challenge or not challenge. Uh, He's there for, um, you know, uh, somebody to bounce off uh, ideas of uh, whether they would maybe make a change with a, uh, a a double switch. It could be, it could be pinch hitting in a certain situation. It could be bringing in a pitcher possibly maybe running in a certain situation. Uh, a lot of things that are in game. And it's just more of the manager kind of maybe bounces some things off and him being his, you know, kind of go-to guy that he feels confident that he's not going to get in the way of too much of his decision making, but giving him some, you know, quick insight based on information that he may have, and, and you know, that's really what he's there for. Well, that uh, that 
double switch situation might be a thing of the past with everybody going to DH. (laughs) Right, right. And then that, you know, to be honest with you, we, you know, in Detroit this year, we had uh, situations where the DH ended ended up, you know, uh, pitching, you know, and that comes into play. Oh, there you you go. I see. You know, you, you, you've had some situations where a double switch and has, has, has actually happened. Now it, it's not like it used to be in the National League. Um, obviously, without the DH, and you're absolutely right that the DH has taken away that thought. But you know, nowadays they're more and more apt to to use a position player than burn the bullpen, and you know those situations come into play at times. Yeah, that's where you do that. I understand that now. Well, Scott, listen, I know you're busy out there uh, at the winter meeting, so we're gonna we're gonna say salam, but we sure do appreciate you coming on and giving us some insight and in what goes on in Major League. Uh, coaching staff well i appreciate it guys thanks for having me and anytime uh, you ever have anything to ask don't be hesitate to to call you bet i give you some as much insight and, and info as i can you bet thank thanks, you scott God. all right take care that is our time for this episode of a visit to the mound many thanks to our special guest scott Coolball, and thank you for listening if you have any questions or comments or anything you would like for us to cover we would love to hear from you you can follow us on instagram and facebook at a visit to the mound or visit us on online at a visit to the mound.com. Make sure you like subscribe and review this podcast and be listening the next time we make a visit to the mound. That'll wrap up this visit to the mound. We certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk. Anytime you want to hear something about baseball, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of A Visit to the Mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.